Jake, I was all ready to go with my Mariners gear and my George Kirby jersey. And George Kirby's sick today. Uh, I can relate. Uh, although I think I'm feeling a little better finally for a couple weeks. But uh, I can relate. It seems like there's been like a little bug going around uh, everywhere. It's uh, yeah. apparently up in the up in the Pacific Northwest too. Yeah, yeah, they've had a lot of trouble there taking that probably their best offensive player there for a w- little bit now. Yeah, they're better pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a reminder. We, we talk about it every so often when this thing comes up. So some of you have already heard heard this uh, many a time. But remember, if, you, if you're back in a good pitcher, you need to make your bet listed on the starting pitcher. At certain books, like Bet Online, which is where we do everything other than the props, because the props are coming through Outlier, and, and so we're, we're using their stuff. But <clears throat> you know, otherwise, everything we do is through Bet Online or Bet US, And Bet Online has... That is the default option. You have to click away from that. Um, It's how it usually works at sharper sports books. You know, if you're at with us at BetUS, because we got sign up links for both those in the show description, it's there. You can just click the button. Uh, On the domestics, it's a little bit different. On DraftKings, you kind of have to hunt for it. Uh, On FanDuel, it's usually right there. You can just click it. Um, I think MGM, I I was able to find it. Caesars, I remember I I had a harder time finding on Caesars, but. You, you need to find books for that for baseball where you can bet listed pitchers, especially when you're back in a guy like George Kirby. Anytime you're betting a top pitcher, you, you need to do that. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes we're back in a, a, a weaker pitcher and we'll say, let it go action. But I think about because Jerry and I are always talking about how we love backing uh, Paul Blackburn for the A's. That's a listed bet every time because if he gets scratched and someone else goes, I want no part of the A's. I really only want in those certain situations, right? Uh, I sit out to the Discord, A's first five might actually look kind of appealing because the price was really high for them to throw Luke Weaver, who's not very good. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I can finish that. It's happening right now. Uh, but uh, it's just a good reminder, people, to be thinking about that. Every book, most books have that as an option. Uh, Jake, what percentage of bets would you say you do at listed uh, you know, is it ones you hunt out only on the elite guys, or do you do more of it or less, or kind of what? How, how does it kind of fall for you personally? It's it's default for me because that means I, for the most part, I've done my research based on like the pitcher that's going, yeah. uh, and weird things happen. Like I mean, the, <laughs> with the A's winning over the Mariners right now, nobody would have thought the A's were the better team. But you know, the pitcher goes down. Pitcher like Luke Weaver has to go, who probably wasn't really ready, wasn't expecting it, and comes out and it shows up that he's not ready. And, and even if he is, he's a lot worse than George Kirby, right? It yeah. doesn't really matter if he's ready. He's he's nowhere yeah. near this pitcher. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. It's kind of my default. Uh, a lot of times I just kind of like click the bet and do it that way and don't even think about it. Um, there are times when I kind of wish I had gone action where I'm like, actually, it didn't matter. And I wish I would have just action because I like the price and the picture didn't matter. But it's more safe than sorry there. So just something to think about. Again, you, you may have already heard this. This comes up. We talk about it once every couple of weeks. Uh, so that pushes our bet officially uh, for the Mariners for yesterday. Got two of the three pitcher props. Uh, I got a bone to pick with Dusty Baker, who... Uh, JP France is out there has thrown, has gotten 17 outs and he's facing uh, whoever I can't think of his name right now. The dude who has hit a billion home runs, the series off the Astros hits a home run 
And and then he and he's at like 93 pitches. It's like five to two. Let him get out of the inning and and he pulls him. So we go two and one. Uh, you know, but kind of as as we said with Cousin Jay just we said two of the three probably hit, got a shot at all three of them, couldn't quite get there with all three, but the other two hit. So another good profitable night there with the props. Uh Jake, it's been a while since we talked to you. Anything uh, on your mind before we head into today's slate? No, not really. I'm I'm just so excited for college football coming up. I mean, week zero was good. That went positive, but the, you know that's like preseason. It's not it's not a it, full day. I can't wait for this week. It it felt like you know we've been deserted on an island, and the only food they had was lettuce, and we were like, you know what? Like lettuce sounds great, you know, and and we ate the lettuce, but. Now we're back home and we get to go to a steak restaurant here this weekend. So, yeah, we're looking forward to college football. Uh, all right, well, let's get to it then. 105 p.m. Eastern, Angels at the Phillies. Uh, Angels looked decent for us. Took a shot with the dog here on Tuesday, and then the wheels just fell off. Interesting note, the Angels decided to cut, like, their entire team practically on Tuesday. Kind of asterisk. They put them all on waivers. There are no revocable waivers anymore. That used to be a thing where every player literally went through waivers and there was revocable waivers and irrevocable waivers and, and revocable, revocable. I don't know, whatever words. I do math. Yeah. Um, and so everybody went through and then everybody got pulled back and it was no big deal. Well, this is not that anymore. These guys will not be with the team. They will all be claimed by someone else, sent to the minors, or for many of them outright slash if they have enough time like a handful of these guys do um they will just talk to be a free agent they'll look to sign with somebody else immediately so they can be uh on the post yeah you have to be on that for september 1st right so that's why this is all happening here at the end of august those guys are still with the angels they still played uh at first it sounded like renfro and gritchick would not be in the lineup they played on tuesday gritchick had at least two doubles uh so he's you know him like hey guys come claim me um you know and Will they play on Wednesday? I don't know at this point. Like everything here is all of the guys guys are in, but you got two key relievers and two kind of key hitters um, in there for this one. Obviously, a guy like Chilito wasn't going to affect this game, so he doesn't matter. Right now, the, the the model has those guys in there, but they might not be. I don't know at this point. I feel like Tuesday night's game got weird because you have to wonder where their headspace is now. Yeah. After that, maybe it just affected Tuesday. Maybe they'll all sleep on it and move on, and everything will be fine Wednesday. They're bringing up a bunch of kids. I don't know. It's weird at this point. Like you could convince me of a lot of situations, but whether it's on Wednesday or on Thursday, or on Friday, at some point, those guys are gone. The kids are coming up, and it's going to be a new look Angels. And will that happen on Wednesday with the day game? Can they get to Philly in time? Or are they just going to ride these guys out, let them play? And then that's for the – I don't know, right? We don't know. Assuming, this is the best-case scenario. All that to say – a lot of rambling. Apologies. All this to say, this is the best the Angels can look. They might look worse. We have no idea. So you've got an edge for the Phillies at starter and, of course, reliever at starter. It's Reed Detmers and Christopher Sanchez, a pair of lefties. Here's the thing, though. This Angels team is in its current construction, which might look similar. I don't know. Kind of left-handed heavy. You got the first base kid that Cousin Jerry and I talked about, a lefty. You got Otani, a lefty. You got a bunch of those guys in there that are lefties. A couple of your righties. Uh Trout and Rendon, not in there, right? So a bunch of lefties versus left-handed pitching. The grades for these two teams are a 101 and 102, basically equal league average. So there's no difference between the offenses against lefties 
better starter for the Phillies and Christopher Sanchez, 333 ERA. FIP higher, XFIP not higher, good. Kind of just depends on which one you like more, how good you think. Detmer's probably not as bad as that 503 ERA, but still around league average. That ERA would indicate below average. He's probably closer to average. Still an edge for the Phillies there. And, of course, they'll have an edge every inning on the mound. The model says the Phillies win this 64% of the time. Minus 163 is a B grade. Minus 152 would be an A grade. But, Jake, if uh, there is something happening here with um, it, you know the fact that the Angels don't have all their players, then that minus 152 needed for an A grade might actually be a little bit higher. And this might actually be a stronger play that is indicated. That's kind of where my head's at. Where's your head at? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> this Angels organization went all in at the trade deadline just for a few weeks later to go and release almost everybody they traded for. So mm. it's just mm, got to think about what is going on there. But I don't think their heads are in it, especially the guys that are that might be on another team. They might not even want to play to risk injury. The ones that have the service time that can go and be on the playoff team. God only knows what's going to happen there. I, I think this play is going to be a, a lot stronger than the number we're getting because mm-hmm. one Sanchez is just a great pitcher. Yeah. I don't think he'll dominate this lineup and – I don't know that there's going to be many weapons the Angels have. I think the Phillies are figuring it out. I mean, Harper seems to be really hitting the ball well now. So I, I think that offensive rating might be just a little shy for because Harper hasn't been himself all year, and now he's kind of finally figuring and Tur- it out. And Turner hasn't either, and Turner started yeah. out the ball here the last month or so. He's coming around, which really helps. Yeah, so I, th- I think the offensive rating is – Good for what it like what they've done this year, but I, I think the talent could really push it up here. And, and, and you know, Grichik again with those two doubles. Uh, I don't, I didn't see the the end of it once he got a hand, so I don't know what else he might have done. Uh, I didn't really see what what a guy like Crone did, but you have to wonder where your headspace is because you know, and these are professional athletes, so maybe they can just put it all out and just go up there and hit. They probably can, right? They think and act differently than you and I can. Uh, you know, we're not professional athletes, and it's a different breed, right? But, I mean, I'm just wondering you know, how you're going to sleep at night here. Maybe you take a little bit of the Unisom, right, the little over-the-counter, you know, sleep aid or something. Because, you know, you're thinking this whole thing now, you're like, well, am I going to get claimed? If I don't get claimed, who do I want to sign with? And you start like talking to your agent, you know, here are the teams, let's contact. Cause you got to do something quick. If nobody claims you and if somebody claims you, then you're just going there. And I don't know. There's just a lot mental. I'm sure these guys are fine, but I mean, yeah, you do wonder, like it's kind of a weird situation. And so again, kind of the point being, if everything goes well, then we've got to be great on the Phillies. If anything, and there's a lot of things that could do, throw a little kink in this for the angels this is really probably more like an a-grade play on the phillies yeah i mean you get i wonder if there's any like senioritis last day of school kind of thing too you know where they're like man i don't know how much i want to be claimed baseball season is a grind 162 games is a lot so i wonder if they're just like man i just want to be vacation early go, go sit on the beach somewhere yeah yeah apologies for the error on the screen here this moneyland a grade plus 149 it should read plus 206 I accidentally typed in the current price of plus 149 so you need plus 200s before the angels make sense and again that's if everything goes well we don't know what the team will look like we don't know what the lineup will look like we don't know when they're able to get the replacements on the roster who knows when all that's going to take place it's going to be kind of some weird times so we like the phillies here again be great play maybe even a little bit stronger 2 15 p.m padres at the cardinals you've got 
Miles Michaelis, who I feel like has had a slightly disappointing season, 466 ERA. The underlying metrics say that's pretty spot on. Maybe he's been a little bit better than that. Pretty average. He's been a little better than average the last couple of seasons. So maybe a little bit disappointing for him. But Rich Hill feels like he's fallen off a cliff. He had some decent starts early in the season. Early middle of the season with Pittsburgh, looked like he still had a little bit in him, but it just seemed like it's gotten worse and worse for the Padres. They skipped him last time out uh, to let the kid pitch, and the kid pitched really well until, and we had an A grade play on him until I think the fifth inning. He kind of gave up an infield single and a bunt single, and the wheels kind of fell off of him. But I'm surprised the Padres are going back to him. He has not looked well. There's a reason that they pulled him from the rotation. He's back in it now, 521 ERA. Just you can see that great on screen. We're not fans of Rich Hill, unfortunately. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think the time has come where he's not really a good major league pitcher anymore, unfortunately. Offensively, the interesting thing to note is that the Cardinals are extremely right-handed heavy, and so that's the offensive grade against all pitchers. And so that's kind of what we're thinking about for against relievers because you can mix and match, but against a left-handed pitcher. And again, this is where we don't think Rich Hill's that good. Their grade jumps from a 97 to a 105 for the Padres against the righty. It drops from 107 to a 105, both of them at 105s. So the offensive gap there between the Padres and the Cardinals is non-existent for the first part of this game. That really matters because if the offenses are even for the first, say five innings, The Cardinals have an edge starting pitcher in their home. They ought to be able to take a lead early on in the game. And the Padres aren't really a team that's built to handle late inning drama with the fact they've only got like one good reliever. It seems like that's why the model likes the Cardinals here and says they're 57% likely to win. The correct price should be minus 134. We've got an A grade play on them at minus 104. Threshold for that's minus one. Oh, six. Man, I double typo here tonight. Minus 106 is the is the. No, I'm looking at it right. No, that's right. That's right. Minus 116. I'm, now I'm just like in my own head. It's like, it's like as a teacher, when you write on the board and you make like one spelling mistake or you're like every word's misspelled. Minus 116 is the threshold. We've locked in minus 104 on the Cardinals. I don't really know why this is being treated as a pick with the game in St. Louis, Michaelis versus Hill. And the fact that the Cardinals, while their offense has been downgraded every week throughout the season, it seems like there was a time when this offense graded out at like a 120, 125. Now it's down around league average. It's still going to be as good against lefties as this Padres offense, which has been kind of equally disappointing. I'm really surprised we're getting such great odds on this, Jake. I love this pick. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's where that's where I was at. The fact that it's in St. Louis and we got Rich Hill on the mound for the Padres. I, I think this is a really good situation for the Cardinals. And I've not been a fan of the Padres all year. I've really had a hard time backing them. And so I think this might be a get-right game for Michaelis because he's been struggling here the last three-ish, three or four starts. Uh, I think that includes the one with the Cubs where he got tossed in the first inning. But uh, with all that weirdness. But I I think he's he's shown flashes of being really good this year. So maybe he gets it right. If not, I think being at home, the Cardinals offense will – take care of him with Rich Hill on the mound for the Padres. Yeah. Rich Hill was a, a desperation trade almost to like, we can't get anybody good. So we'll get this guy. And I don't know. I, I just don't, it hasn't worked for him. Uh, I mean, they're still kind of hanging around playoff contention, I guess. I guess somehow maybe, but uh, it's just crazy how far this Padres team has fallen. If you go back to last season, 
they took the, they they lost in the NLCS to the Phillies and they lost their four games uh, by a combined, I believe, nine runs. I mean, they were in there. They lost all those games were close. It was a really interesting series. It was a four one series, but it it, it was closer than that. Um, the way it felt and the fact that they are where they are, and and I'm with you. It's it's not like um, you know you've really felt confident backing them a lot this season. And uh, sure enough with uh, Rich Hill in the mound, it it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. I feel like we're about to the point where we can kind of eliminate the Padres from playoff contention. I I don't know if I'm curious what their fans would say. If there's any Padres in this and fans, you know, I wonder what they would say at this point, right? The Phillies have pretty much locked up one of the wild cards, barring something crazy. Then it's just a, mess of teams and the Padres seemingly are on the outside of that looking in, but I, I wonder if any of the Padres fans are sitting there thinking about the talent they have and thinking they could catch up or are they, have they given up as well? Right. I mean, losing Musgrove uh, has hurt as, as well. So I just, I just wonder if any of them, if there's any Padres fans who have any hope, I, I'm curious to know. Uh, it just, it seems like they aren't going to be able to catch, um, you know, catch up, but it, the benefit for them is they they're, they're kind of in a similar spot with the angels, but at least they're trying to catch teams at like 68 wins rather than try to catch teams at like 76 wins. So that's the only difference that the, 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 the bar's a little bit lower in the national league, but they're, they're, it seems like it's too far back now. Right. Yeah. I mean, they have the same record as the Washington nationals. Um, so they might have more talent, but. And then that's been played really well lately. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just saying the Nationals. That if the Padres have a chance, the Nationals have a chance, and uh, yeah. the because the Nationals play in a much weaker division, they get the Mets some, and then they yeah. also they also get the Marlins who are hit or miss. So yeah, yeah, I just it's just well, crazy to me that my brain just is having a hard time accepting that the Padres just aren't going to make the playoffs this year, given how how good they were last year, the talent on that team. Uh, it just it it feels like they're about to make a run and they just have, it's felt like way all season and they just haven't done it. And they like continue to find themselves seemingly like six games out, you know, no matter what time of the year it is. And it just feels like it's always going to change and it just never does. And uh, I guess that's kind of how the Cardinals season felt, except theirs, I think went downhill maybe a little bit quicker than the Padres. The Padres, I guess had some false hope, which kind of led to the ritual acquisition where the Cardinals, I guess knew for the whole time they were, they were in trouble. I, I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Michael is here again. The much better pitcher offensively to wash. Like the Cardinals bullpen a little bit better. Um, it, 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 sorry, not to like the Cardinals bullpen a little better. Uh, the Cardinals bullpen is not really a detriment, given the fact that the Padres' only thing, only their only saving grace is getting to Josh Hader, which they're going to have to have the lead to do. So at that point, unless they have a lead and get it to Hader, these bullpens are, are about a wash. Cardinals at home, uh, minus 104, a pretty solid pick. Uh, that'll take us to another afternoon game at 307. Uh, talk about those Nashville men playing pretty well lately. Uh, hung on to a victory over the Blue Jays on Tuesday. Almost gave that one away. You can see the Nationals relievers grade. Not great. Better than it was earlier in the season. Uh, but you kind of saw that here on Tuesday night, trying to blow that game. Not a bunch of great relievers. It's kind of like Finnegan and, and eh, beyond that. Nationals playing really well lately. This Blue Jays team taking a ding. The model I've updated. This is without Bichette. It is without Chapman. It is... Uh, 
not the same Blue Jays offense, which why their grade is all the way down to a 107. Still got some hitters on there, obviously. You know, when you got Vlad and, and Springer um, in the middle of that lineup, your offense can't be too bad, right? But not quite the same dangerous lineup as before. The reason here that the Blue Jays are still big favorites is Chris Bassett versus Patrick Corbin. The ERAs between these guys separated by almost a full run. The underlying metrics kind of a similar story depending on which ones you look at Corbin uh, if you look at his x fips a little bit better his fips a little bit higher uh, again we talk a lot about the difference between those and how you want to view them bottom line is looking at that rating there Bassett's the better pitcher maybe not by a mile but he's definitely the better pitcher game is in Toronto we like their relievers better again you saw the thing Tuesday Blue Jays almost able to come back not quite though Blue Jays with a 71% of the time, A grade price for the money line would be minus 212. Current price is minus 225. So this would be a B grade. We're going to play on the minus one. If you're looking at the run line, current price is minus 110. A grade price is even money. So we're just shy of an A grade in both money line and run line. That's why this minus one turns out to be a B grade pick. Jake, what do you got? Yeah. With Corbin on the mound, I don't think the Nationals are going to be able to do with the Blue Jays. Get the Blue Jays twice. I think the Blue Jays are going to handle their business here, especially with the way that Nats bullpen is. I, I love the minus one and a half here. That's uh, mm. where I'm going to be putting my money because I, I just think that Blue Jays offense is going to be good enough to take advantage of those Nationals pitching staff every which way. Like tonight was more of a fluke, but and that was also. I haven't looked at your ratings. Is Gore the best pitcher on the Nationals? Uh, I'm not sure if he is, but he's he's definitely up there. I mean, the model definitely likes yeah. McKenzie Gore for sure. And and uh, it's one of those. Didn't he come from San Diego just to keep knocking yes. on San Diego a little bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was a that was lovely. I'm sure they enjoy seeing him do well. Uh, but either way, I, that was that's the best. In my opinion, the best pitcher in sideline likes him a lot too for the Nationals, but. Corbin has just not been great in a while. He's been relatively bad. And I think the Blue Jays are really going to take advantage here because they're, they're still fighting for playoffs and stuff. So they can't even, they can't sit back at all. I don't know if, I don't remember if Cade Cavalli's injured or not. He gets a 96 grade. I know he's one of their young uh, pitchers who's expected to do well. McKenzie Gore gets a 97 grade. So uh, he'd be the best pitcher on their active roster, I believe. Josiah Gray gets a 101. And then you're at Patrick Corbin down to a 106. Uh, the best pitcher, I have not removed him yet. The best pitcher, according to sideline on the Nationals, is still Steven Strasburg, <laughs> um, which shows you why the Nats have not competed this year. Because, uh, and, and of course, we knew that, right? When, when you committed that much money to him and expected him to be at the top of the rotation and lead that staff, and, and what he's unfortunately not been able to do because of injury, um, that really matters. Yeah, Blue Jays got the best of the Nationals on Monday. Now we've got the rubber match of this series. Um, that minus one and a half, of course, uh, could be more, uh, you know, a strong play if you're expecting a lot of runs. Model doesn't really like the over-under as much as 8.3 runs. Current total is eight and a half. Uh, you've got a cool day in Toronto. I expect they'll open the roof. That cool temperature might make the ball not carry a ton. Uh, so if, if you if you prescribe because of Jerry's theory, you know, not a lot of runs. So, so he probably wouldn't like the run line as much. But uh, if you're thinking the Blue Jays can get to Corbin, then, you know, th that helps you out there. Uh, it has to be nice to face a lefty in Corbin the night after you face a lefty in Gore because he's a lot, a lot, 
more hittable uh, than yeah. Gore is. So, so same setup, same side of the, you know, coming at you from the left-hand side still, but a little bit easier to hit uh, the next day. So maybe the Jays will be able to do a little bit better than they did on Tuesday. Uh, if you're taking the minus one, uh, again, the uh, current price right now, right around a B minus grade. Uh, but again, we'll see what that number does. Minus one here uh, is just the official, again, uh, what I take based off my process. Um, Jake, if you were to play this first five, I'm guessing you'd play it first five run line as well. Uh, the mall well, I'm, I'm not a big not a big fan of the first five run line because uh, okay. I don't know. I only do full game run lines. And just if I'm doing that, I want all nine innings to get my two runs. All right. Yeah. If you're looking at the A grade uh, J's first five in general price, be minus 191 on the run line, be minus 120. Those are the A grades for that. I'm with you. I like, I love taking the plus half uh, on the first five. I do not like laying a half run in the first five and I've, and I've run the math on it. I'm sure it's not terrible in situations and I'm sure it works out in the long run for me. It's just that mental health thing. If it's just, it feels frustrating because it's like you go two scoreless innings and you're like, well, I'm never going to get the lead now. <laughs> and so it's just more of a personal frustration than anything else. Right? As much as we try to mo- remove the emotion from it, at some point you have to understand your own limitations and I, I can't remove it enough to, to not be frustrated at that. Uh, unfortunately, it leads then playing first fives at like minus 190 or something, which that's never fun either. So um, again, it goes back to kind of just trying to figure out your strategy of how you want to attack these games. Uh, Blue Jays, a smart pick here. Jake, I got to say, and hopefully Cousin Jared is listening to this, right? You are a man of the people. I like what you did here. I gave you full reign to select games, and you selected your favorite A-grade play. So you kind of told the people, hey, this is my favorite A-grade. That was the Cardinals. And then you told people, hey, here's two B-grades I like. You're really giving the people some good value with picking out some good B-grades. Well done by you. Again, maybe Cousin Jared can take some notes uh, as to how um, to select games. I've been trying to teach him. He's just not listening. You know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, that'll take us to our pitcher prop of the day. Let's go with Zach Eflin. Over 17 and a half out. We've talked about this one before. I think we had this one actually the last time or two times out, the same exact prop here. He just gets to 18. We're talking about he really is a gets to the inning complete, right? Look at all those 15s, 18s, and 21s. I mean, for the most part, he is completing innings. That is the way that that they've rolled with him in Tampa Bay. And so I just love this here. I think this should be a lot higher than minus 140, or I think it should be 18 and a half. Um, I don't know. It, it's really straightforward. You just see all the times he's got to 18. I think he gets to 18 again. It's really that simple. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, especially against a weaker offense in the Marlins. I'm very surprised this is at 18 and a half. I'm, I'm just still so mad at him that he couldn't get this together the whole time he's on my fantasy team. Then he finally goes, he goes to the AL. I was like, oh, this is what Jake wanted me to do. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I assume he thinks about me like I think about him. I'm sure that he's thinking about you just like you're thinking about him. He's had a great season. We've backed him a lot in a lot of different ways. I did look at his strikeout prop. I'm a little bit less excited about the strikeout simply because uh, the Marlins don't strike out a ton. That's obviously led by the guy at the top of the lineup, Luis Arias, who strikes out at an incredibly minuscule rate. It's insane how little he strikes out. And that kind of trickles through. There are a couple guys who can strike out, but the, the, the Marlins... Uh, they got a couple guys who can strike out, but if those guys are out, uh, they can have a really low strikeout 
lineup and you never know if they're going to throw that out there. And so uh, even though Eflin's been about a K per inning type guy, I think this is the safer bet here. Hopefully you're able to get this price to send this out to the discord again uh, here tonight. So go ahead and lock this in. Uh, most of these odds, I think we've been getting lately here the night before have been at both Caesars and DraftKings. Uh, if you're at an offshore, I don't know when some of those are up. Uh, I just know that, that of the big four, those are the two that tend to get a lot of these out the night before. I did see one of the props that we could play tonight was on FanDuel and it was like an alternate line of like two and a half strikeouts at like minus 800. And I was like, wow, that's just like a lot to think about, right? <laughs> like, um, so, I mean, I get, I've played minus 800 before because sometimes you just need to see a win. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and I know some people have done that those with are, the parlay. Those are right? rough well, times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people do that with our parlay, you know, like five or six pitches, those big odds. I don't know. I The, the math there, you got to really, it's a case-by-case basis on if the math checks out if that's actually plus expected value. But uh, again, Caesars and DraftKings, the places to go for some of these. Uh, Outlier.bet uh, slash professor. That'll get you that free seven-day trial. You can look at all their stuff. Again, you can see which books have what price. There's all these metrics. You see some of them on the side of that screen at the bottom. They've got more metrics, ranks versus handed pitchers. All sorts of goodies, football props as well. Check them out for their free trial if you like the play props. They also have game data. Uh, you know, I provide a lot of that here, but if you're looking for an extra opinion, they've got probabilities themselves on game stuff, all sorts of good information. Give that a try. Outlier.bet slash professor. Jake, that is our show. Any parting words for the viewer? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been begging for day baseball, and we gave you three day baseball games. I kind of love this. And have you seen the stuff going around with Strasburg, like in that contract after he signed the after the World Series? Like, he got like thirty million a start. Is basically oh yeah, because he be. yeah, because he's only he only pitched like thirty innings or something. Yeah, since then, like that poor guy, but he was so good coming out from injuries. Yeah, it was just wild to see how those numbers broke out. It's like four hundred ninety thousand a strikeout. Wow. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen that, but you know, just another case of he's. Uh, another one and a pitcher of every, you know, handful of years. We'll, we talk about a guy who's, you know, the best pitcher who never seemingly got to pitch because he just couldn't stay healthy. Unfortunately, health is a skill. Um, you know, it's sometimes a skill that you can't teach. Just like I was not able to be taught how to throw a 90 mile an hour fastball. And some of those guys were, that was a skill that they had and health is too. And unfortunately for some people, they just don't have it. Uh, that's really unfortunate because, uh, you know, what could have been for a guy like that? Um, Enough talking on, on, on pitchers. Uh, another happy note here again. Remember to check us out on Dub Club. Uh, that link's in the show description. Uh, continue to have uh, good weekly results. First two days haven't been as good, but I expect that to turn around as the week goes along because for the most part, again, I think we're at 17 of the last 22 17 of 22 weeks of baseball season on A grade play has been positive. So uh, we got some time to turn that around and make it 18 of the 23 uh, this week. So if you're not with us on Dub Club, again, check that out. Otherwise, thank you for tuning into this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. Check right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow. More baseball betting content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>